Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. Culture Club. Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon. It is drive time with Elliot Danker, Timothy Go and Tian Tian. It's time now for Culture Club. And today we're talking about fashion. Actually, you know, the fashion industry has got quite a terrible reputation for being one of the world's most polluting industries. It's second only to oil and gas. The global fashion and textile industry accounts for about 10% of the world's carbon dioxide output. In fact, in Asia alone, where 50% of all garments globally are manufactured, Developing countries and industrial powerhouses alike also produce up to 23 million tons of waste annually. According to McKinsey, at the current rate of emissions, the fashion industry is set to miss the goal of limiting global warming to 1.5 degrees Celsius by up to 50%. Not good news, yeah? And you know, with the slew of, you've got all these like annual global fashion weeks, you know, consumer demand for sustainable fashion, this has created a greater impetus for business to pivot towards sustainability. So sustainable fashion is the buzzword these days. Uh, we're going to find out a little bit more about this from Benjamin So, the founder and managing director for Snacks. Benjamin, good afternoon. How are you? Good afternoon. I'm good. You guys in Snacks have got a partnership with the Singapore Fashion Council. I got to admit, I didn't know there was a fashion council. Tell us all about this <laughs> partnership. Yes, that's right. There's a fashion council. It's the trade association of the textile and fashion sector here. Okay. And what are the details of this uh, partnership? How did you guys get involved? Mm, yeah. You know, the trade association for the fashion sector here actually has many members. There's more than 200 members and they include really all spectrums of the supply chain. We have designers, we have manufacturers. We also have, of course, the brands and the buyers and ourselves, you know, technology firms that help to enable, you know, sustainability up and down the supply chain. Okay. So what should a sustainable fashion hub really look like? I mean, at the end of the day, what does good look like for the fashion industry? Mm, you know, taking a step back, fashion is an interesting sector. You just pointed out many facts about how, you know, they can be more sustainable. Okay. But actually, you know, fashion is indeed very influential because it influences the way we think, the way we dress. It sets new trends, generates mindset, and thus it can be a leader. So I think a sustainable financial hub, uh, sorry, sustainable fashion hub mm. is essentially where up and down the supply chain from the top, where we have sustainable use of materials. And of course, the way that they are being manufactured could be evidence, you know, with data that can be shared with customers. And that's where consumers could actually drive the change. It becomes, it became a positive cycle where brands intending to serve customers and investors will have to put in the efforts to start with sustainability all the way from the top. Mm. You know, I don't blame you for mistaking a fashion for finance type of hub because it's actually all interlinked when you think about the entire ecosystem that uh, you know people are talking about trying to create. Where the Singapore stand on this front? How are we doing in terms of creating this a sustainable fashion hub? Yeah, I think, you know, Singapore being a trade hub and financial hub naturally plays an important role being in the crossroads of the supply chain. So Asia is actually the largest supply chain for the rest of the world and the world of fashion, the largest brands are typically from, you know, the US or Europe. So I think a lot of the material source here actually will be traded through us. We can actually be a leader when we are able to evidence, you know, through our hub, the data, the availability of green finance, 
service and of course whereby we are able to therefore assure the brands and the consumers and their investors that the products that they're using have a sustainable source. Mm. I'm very basic when it comes to sustainable fashion I believe in recycling clothes so I put in the effort if it can't fit I, I do that but there are those that say if you want to attain some form of sustainable fashion it's, it's very hard to reach that because there's just so much that's being produced what are your thoughts on this criticism? Mm. So I think the industry is already now uh, working very hard to actually be sustainable. I think there are a lot of evidence, a lot of examples of the major brands okay, kicking off their initiatives and actually backing it up. So I do notice that some of the sustainable products that they are producing are actually priced at a cheaper point. Okay, They are also providing consumers a better option to be able to choose these sustainable products if they choose it to be produced on demand rather than produced on bulk so that there's no mm-hmm. wastage of materials for example sustainable clothing is also now being tagged you know mm-hmm. there are labels and certifications out there that are already put onto the clothes and in a more culture like Singapore that's very obvious when you are able to have all these clothes in a place where you can make easy comparison even more carbon calculation or water calculation is also now being used to be able to evidence to consumers on the inputs that they put into the production process. So I think all of these examples of efforts that the you know businesses have already started to take on so that consumers can now really make conscious choice and task, okay, spend the money and vote with our wallets on where we want to support the sustainable businesses. Yeah, I actually like purchasing you know this sort of uh, sustainable clothes. I feel a little bit less guilty, especially if it's something that I don't know how often I'm going to wear. But you know, with what you've described, then isn't the problem, and even with what I've talked about, isn't the problem us people then? We have to make that conscious choice to purchase recycled fashion or sustainable fashion in that sense. Absolutely. I think everybody has a role to play. We can make, you know, decision that is more sustainable. But of course, you know, the typical consumer will want to, yeah. we need to be able to have the awareness and sometimes certain incentives or, you know, initiatives does help. So I do, you know, appreciate that when certain brands or labels are really putting out the message or dangling some form of a discount, you know, mm. whenever you are bringing something back for recycling, for example, or, you know, if you are just not using plastic bags. Yeah. The simple things like this actually help to drive sustainability. And of course, we as a technology firm also hope to be able to help expand that by making all of these efforts more public and more expandable. I, I want to pick up on two points that you mentioned, really good ones, by the way. Benjamin, you're talking about tagging some kind of a discount, but then you've got these big brands who every season are releasing a new handbag. There's no discount to that. And I really want to point the finger at the big brands because it, it fuels our desire to own these branded products. Some people, they work their whole lives and save their whole lives to own a Chanel bag. It's like a lifelong dream. I understand that. But that's not all, right? You talked about the reporting formats, establishing that traceability. Do people care enough to look at these details? Yeah, I think we are already now at a tipping point, you know, whereby, you know, there are many different parts of the you know, fashion sector. There's the high-end luxury that caters to a different kind of a need. Okay, there's the mass market. Okay, there's, of course, what you call fast fashion. And I think in all 
aspects there are already the active engagement by the brands you know mm. for the different parts whereby it is deemed to be less sustainable they are actually making up for it by having other components that are more sustainable i think at the end of the day it is really a matter of consumer choice where as a consumer if i really have this lifetime goal to own a very nice you know bag Mm. okay maybe i am doing other parts you know in my buying decisions that would be more sustainable yeah so i think a more holistic approach needs to be taken instead of just labeling you know certain products as it is yeah okay fair enough what about the fact that you've got all this monitoring and bank loans being given out or, or, or banks getting involved yep. uh, to ensure that oil and gas industry, you know, is using less. Can some form of monitoring be put in place here for the fashion industry? Th- this makes a lot more people accountable. Correct. Yep. So I think that's why, you know, to my previous point, you know, when you're able to look at a certain brand yep. in a more holistic fashion, you'll be able to see that, okay, they are not just producing one single product, mm. but actually they have an entire value chain uh, right away from the top. So I think there's a many different examples of large brands being financed with sustainability loans from the financial institutions whereby they would have to be able to establish you know the evidence that they have managed to hit their KPIs mm. so these KPIs are usually a variety of factors it's not one single KPI it's not just a straight up carbon emissions factor no it's way more than that mm. okay we need to talk about the source of materials the use of recycling okay the circular economy carbon emissions is one of them of course the social uh, the, the way that they treat their employees and yeah. if there's any abuse you know the social matrices these are all the various KPIs that are typically inside a company's sustainability framework and hence forms their KPI which will be therefore underpinning their financial services green yeah. loans. I do, yeah. I do appreciate you uh, bringing us back to that point. It's quite a crucial point that you made earlier on. Can banks then play a bigger role? I mean, we always talk about consumers, you play a bigger role. It's your choice, right? You drive yeah. the market. But can banks play a bigger role? They're so focused on carbon emissions for, for these oil and gas companies. Can they play a bigger role in terms of how much funding is provided to these fashion labels? Surely they can do something here. Absolutely. You know, there's an old saying that says, follow the money. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I think the financial institutions, you know, they are... Uh, and not just the banks, but also the investors. You know, they typically have, you know, requirements of these companies, you know, be whether they are financing them or investing in them, okay. you know, to establish these pathways. You know, nobody's expecting everyone to be net, anyone to be net zero tomorrow, mm. but you could establish a pathway. Again, you need to evidence it, you need to take some action, you need to have the data to be easily transparent, to track these pathways towards net zero or these pathways towards sustainability in fashion. And I think that's where, if you follow the money, that's where the banks will therefore be able to provide an incentive or the investors will be able to provide them a mandate for these companies to be compliant. But it's also tough, right? I mean, when you look at the kind of of uh, mall culture, shopping mall culture that we have here in Singapore, or even ordering online, uh, would higher taxes be a potential solution? I don't know if I'm stretching too much here. Mm, I think it's a mixture of both the carrot okay. and the stick. Yeah, okay. So if you talk about the mall culture, that's, you know, people like you and me, right? we go yeah. to the mall on the weekends yeah. or we purchase anything online, we are scrolling through our phones. So I think that's where if there's a more information, which is, Interesting, you know, because I always like to bring up the example of calorie counting. Yeah. You know, when we were growing up, or at least when I was growing up, because I'm maybe older than you, when I was growing up, there's no such thing as nutrition values, right? You just eat whatever you want to. But today, every food, you know, every drink that you have has a nutritional value. Yeah. And I'm actually thinking it will be the same for, you know, 
products, any product, fashion product or whatever product, in the very near term, because we're really starting to see that many products are now labeling, mm. you know, their products according to the level of sustainability, be it the carbon footprint or you know the the, the amount of water being used, amount of resources being used, or whether it's recyclable or uh, recycled, and that's where you know in the long run, you know, maybe ten years later, every product or you know every buying decision will also be influenced that way. Just like how I am very conscious of the calories I take in. Yeah, well, I try to be conscious of the <laughs> calories I take. Back in my day, it was just Vitagen and milk uh, were the only important things they gave us. Uh, it's just a final point, Benjamin. Is there a stigma that needs to change as well? This notion that if it's recycled, it's not as new, it's not as good. But actually, the, the design is is just as good. The design is just as unique. Maybe Gen Z will fare better with this because they're more open. Mm, definitely. I think our Gen Z colleagues in our company have mm. shown that they are very, <laughs> very open towards such ideas. But yeah. I think even people my age, I will consider myself millennial, will have actually okay started to reach that point, you know, whereby I see that many of us, uh, many of my friends have already consciously started to choose the product that is more sustainable or more environmental friendly or has done a certain good Right. So looking at a broader picture than just the product itself in your hands. It's been quite an insightful conversation. I do appreciate your time. I've been speaking with Thanks. Benjamin So, founder and managing director for Snacks. Benjamin, take care and have a great Monday evening. Thank you. Have a sustainable evening. Bye. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.